Welcome to Elevate. My name is Ellie Stiles, intuitive channeler, yoga instructor, and holistic wellness enthusiast. I am bringing you conversations to help guide you towards better ways of thinking, feeling, and doing. If you push play today, know that you are in the right place at the right time and there are messages for you. I am so grateful that you're here and I'm so excited for you to listen to this conversation. Let's begin. Okay, if you are listening to this, I just have to tell you that I just sprinted back to my apartment from a cafe in Italy. I was working and having coffee with a friend and I felt a magnetic pull to come sit and record this and share these messages with you. So if you are here, welcome. It is by no accident and I'm just so glad that you're here. I've been wanting to share my journey with food freedom for a while and I'm not really going to get into my whole story today. I'm just going to give you the juicy tips on how I rearranged my belief system and how I started to view food in order to heal, in order to develop a healthy, healthier relationship with food and movement as well. Um, and to start this entire conversation, you know, your value is not measured by your physical body. Your value is not found in your physical body. Your value is in who you are. Your value is your heart. It is your soul. It is your voice. It is your energy. And you are so much more than your body. So remember that. I struggled with anorexia, with binge eating, all like all of the above. Orthorexia, which is essentially having an obsessive perfection around food and wellness. And the number one thing, perspective really, that changed my view of food was viewing food as fuel. I had been on a reward-punishment basis with food. So I would reward myself when I was doing well, and then I would punish myself by um, restricting, by not eating. And I started to look at food as fuel. And the first question you want to ask yourself is, you know, why are you eating? Are you eating for energy? Are you eating for pleasure? Or are you eating for an aesthetic? And personally, that was what I struggled with most at the height of my eating disorder was I was eating for aesthetic. I was looking for food and eating food that would make me smaller, that I thought in my head would make me smaller. And I would not eat with that intent to get smaller. And I had all this value placed in being small. And versus looking at the food of this will give me energy, I thought that this would give me a certain physical look. So you want to get really clear on why you're eating in the first place. And if it is for aesthetic and you're working towards some goals, you know, honor that. Um, But I found that really viewing food as an energy to fuel your energy levels and your blood sugar and your hormones has completely changed my viewpoint of food. And it's no longer to look a certain way, but it's to feel a certain way. I want to feel energized. I want to feel balanced. I don't want to crash at 3 p.m. I don't want to feel exhausted by noon because I haven't eaten anything. 
Um, so the majority of my time I am looking at food as an energy source and also as pleasure because right now I'm living in Italy and pleasure and food just go hand in hand. That's how they view all of their meals here. They take their time. They eat whatever the fuck they want. (laughs) And moving from Southern California to here has been so enlightening because in Southern California, there's such an emphasis on physical aesthetic and wellness, which I have an appreciation for, you know, I think there's a lot of incredible things about the culture in Southern California in terms of taking care of your body. But um, for more of a balanced approach, I really like to view food in those two categories for energy and for pleasure and, and being okay with both. So food is fuel. Remember that. Um, and as you start to look at food more functionally, you know, you can look at a piece of fruit and say, you know, this is beneficial for the health of my skin or you find a piece of meat and okay, this has iron, zinc, vitamins that are going to balance out my blood sugar or support me on my period or give me protein for my training the next day, etc. This supplement is hormone balancing. This eating this meal at this time of day is going to help balance my hormones or keep my blood sugar levels content. So Um, Do your own research on food. There's so much information out there, but really just take time to use your brain. Like use your brain and your own critical thinking of what makes sense to you because there's so much knowledge. Um, But listen to your body, gather your own research, and make conclusions about food that work for you. I like to think back to basics, um, whole foods, you know, um, everything in moderation and it's all about the energy behind food. So this kind of moves into my next thing. When I was at the height of my eating disorders, I was so stressed about eating and I, it, my body in, you know, in return was stressed and didn't digest things well, didn't process things well. My skin would break out because I was so terrified of eating something outside the scope of the like five foods I deemed okay. I was so afraid that it would make me gain weight or I'd be bloated, etc. And so this kind of loops into fear foods. You know, I started to practice eating what I really loved but was afraid of. And I did this with people that I felt really comfortable with, um, people that I was close with. And so say it was like going out on a Saturday morning and having a croissant with a friend in like a very relaxed setting, not on a work day, something that was really comfortable. Um, And for some of you might be like, oh, it's not that fucking hard to eat a croissant. But, you know, when you are struggling with eating disorders and you're in it, eating something like that can be really difficult. Um... And the control around eating disorders can take over. And if you're listening to this, I'm assuming that you've moved through it, or you're moving through it. And so I know that you can understand that. And, um, you know, whatever your, your fear foods are that you actually enjoy, that your senses actually enjoy, you like the taste of, you like the experience, maybe it's, it's even a coffee with added sweetener in it. Um, practice eating these every so often with someone that you feel comfortable with. So making it you know, a social, pleasurable experience. Um, And just add this in maybe once a week, once every two weeks, if it's completely cut out or restricted. Um, If you're having trouble eating, start by staying consistent with the foods that you're comfortable with. So 
for me, I knew that there were certain meals that I knew my body would react well to. So when I wasn't eating a lot and I had to get myself to start eating again, I told myself three meals a day. That was also super helpful, having structure, three meals a day. And those three meals were the same for a very long time because that's all I could mentally handle. In the, I was already releasing a bit of control by eating three times a day, but then I needed something to stay consistent so that I could you know, ease into it. So three meals a day, start by staying consistent with the foods that you feel comfortable with. And then once you practice that for a bit of time, maybe you start altering and throwing in some new foods as you're simultaneously practicing eating those fear foods every now and then. Um, A super important one that has helped me so much is prioritizing all other basic needs, sleep, water, human connection, touch mindfulness if one space is out of balance another is too so when i was in the height of my eating disorder i wasn't sleeping i was consuming so many stimulants uh my emotional well-being was not in a good space i was was not in a healthy relationship um so all of these things were impacting the other right so typically when you're looking at something holistically you draw back and you say, okay, I'm really struggling with food, but what's another area that feels really heavy right now? Something else I'm really struggling with. Um, and this came up for me with movement. So my pattern was undereating and then overexercising and then overeating, then overexercising again and then undereating. And this vicious cycle would just repeat over and over and over again. So in order to keep myself balanced, I would strive for those three meals a day and then I would train so that I could train the next day. So instead of being in the gym for three hours or three times a day, which was another pattern, I would train, you know, okay, you're allowed to go to the gym for an hour (laughs) and that's it. So that I wasn't exerting all of this energy. I wasn't spiking my cortisol levels and throwing everything else off that would then lead to overeating and then overexercising to make up for it the next day and then undereating, etc. So I really started to look at my entire wellness journey from a, from a longevity standpoint not for this instant aesthetic or this instant satisfaction. I had to take care of my body for the long term. I had to take care of my organs. I had to take care of my heart. And, you know, I was really, really just motivated to feel good throughout the day. Okay, if I looked a certain way, that only goes so far. It only means so much. And truly, at every point in my journey with my body and food there has never been a point where I got to a place from disordered ways of being where I was happy with the way that I looked truly and I would say the most healthy space that I'm in which is now would have not been my ideal body four years ago but it's my most ideal way of being 
and feeling because I'm energized and I sleep well and I'm in a good mood and I'm happy and I'm excited about life and I have energy and I'm stable and I'm not moody and I mean we all get moody sometimes but generally like the most stable place I've ever been in and this is the thing that motivated me you know I wanted to feel good I wanted to feel consistent and everything in moderation that's what it comes down to you know eating well taking care of yourself eating intuitively this is a big one for me as well I didn't eat meat for six years and I remember one day I've had been craving meat for like a year and I was like no like don't do it and one day I was like fuck it I'm gonna go eat chicken so I did I then ate meat slowly I added it back into my diet it, I have never felt better adding that back in. That's not to say I might cut it out at some point in my life again, but for now, I listen to how my body responds, how my energy responds, how my skin responds. Your skin is also such a teller of what's going on in the inside. And so I just continue to listen to what I need. Um, and also for you females listening, um, I've also started to really follow my food with where I'm at in my cycle um and there is my dear friend Sam has um a membership called Elevate Collective they're on Instagram and they on their Instagram page have a bunch of foods recommended for different phases of your cycle so you can check that out um but without even resources when I listen to my body and like tune in and close my eyes and ask myself what I need I'm usually craving all of those foods synced with my cycle um, and my body just knows that I need that so just trust trust your vessel it is uh, your wisest and most loyal companion um, and treat it well treat it well so those are just kind of a, a laundry list of things that have helped me perspectives belief systems ways of looking at things um, little habits that have helped me come to a place of food freedom. And I want to reiterate that your value is not found in your body. It's not found in your body. One day, this body will be no longer. And people are going to remember how you made them feel. People remember how you make them feel, not how you look. So keep that in mind. And, um, you know, if you're struggling and you're going through it right now, I'm with you. I stand by you and and I believe in your potential and and your capacity to arrive to a space that feels good and a space where you feel comfortable with food and movement in your body. And, you know, as someone who has moved through that, there are still days that I struggle. And I, I want you to know that that's okay and that that will come up. Um, but you aren't handling it like you would have from the past you're not that person anymore and you can handle it in such a different way it's okay if those feelings come up it's okay if the shame comes up it's okay if the desire to be smaller or bigger or eat more eat less or move more move less whatever it is honor whatever is coming up but take it from the higher perspective and understand that you are not that person anymore Um, And even if you're in it today and you're ready to make a change, like you wanting to make a change 
is not the person that you were yesterday not wanting to make a change. And now you're, you have a new perspective and you're looking at it from above. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really private space and I think it's a really shameful space and it's hard to talk about. Um, but so many people struggle with this and it's important to know that you're not alone um, and, and that you can have a healthy relationship and you can enjoy life because I missed so many social opportunities. I wasted so much time, so much money trying to perfect my body in a way that was just unachievable and also not worth it. (laughs) Um, and I don't want you to waste any more of your life, any more thoughts, any more of your days thinking that you're not enough as you are, not being able to enjoy life. Um, So I hope some of these things help. I'm not a licensed therapist, but I've been through it. And so I hope my experience and sharing it is helpful for you. You are not alone. You can absolutely overcome anything. Um, I'm sending you all of the love and support, and we'll see you on the next episode.